But now it is time to go to the campus. Coda. All right, college football this weekend. Not a sterling slate of games, but still a lot of questions starting to get answered. And so we're going to start it out like we do every Monday, man. Let's get this overarching view of the weekend kicked off. Who's your biggest local winner? It could be a player or it can be a team. Yo, I'm, it's North Carolina for me. Now, they played a little bit too much at the end of this game. They still won by 10. It was like, uh, can we feel good? It was hilarious to hear Sean McDonough continue to just say, hey, they're about to go 6-0. and It was very matter-of-fact when there were still plausible scenarios to see how Miami could come back, especially after what happened with Miami the previous week. But no, it's North Carolina. And Wes, it's not even the fact that they got the victory and the way that they were able to put up 41 points. It's how they did it where Drake May, certainly early on, was not connecting. The completion percentage has been there for Drake May all season long. Over 70% of his passes completed, and he's throwing the ball downfield. It's been astonishing. He was throwing the ball downfield in this game, but he wasn't connecting at a high rate at the beginning, and then he started to. The real big win, even if you want to go to head coaching figure, player, whatever, it's North Carolina, and then it's Mac Brown, and then it's Tez Walker. That guy is a difference maker. He told you that this is somebody that can come in, and now that he has an understanding of the offensive playbook, get behind the defense that he did. He's a great athlete. We got to see him really contribute. I thought North Carolina was the biggest winner because they beat a top 25 ranked team. They should have been undefeated if Mario Cristobal just kneels the kneels it in the previous loss to Georgia Tech. And it seems like they have a real difference maker. Drake May in the second half specifically was very good. I thought they were the biggest local winner. All right. Well, since you picked three different things, I'm going to go in a different direction because you took one of mine when you said Tez Walker. I was going to say Tez Walker was the biggest one. Damn. No, it's all good. <laughs> so I'll go in a different direction, though. I think the Duke Blue Devils coming out. Granted, Henry Beelan did not play splendid, but the weather got crazy. The rain started pouring. But they came out against a feisty NC State team that had a lot of uh, goodwill coming for them was, yeah. during the game. Yeah, after scoring 40-plus versus Marshall, I know State fans thought that they had found their offensive savior. They had found the offense that they had been looking for that they thought they would get under Robert and I and Brennan Armstrong. Henry Beelan hits a big pass early to Jalen Calhoun, who finally looked like the Jalen Calhoun that I thought that we would see this season with that 69-yard touchdown also ran a punt back. They got called back as well, but Duke came out, manhandled NC State after they made the early turnover, ran for 194 yards as a team. Jordan Waters had 123 yards rushing. Uh, MJ Morris held, got an interception off of him, and this Duke defense, they were just dominant. Uh, that's all you can say. They held State to 415 on third downs, and so also, too, when you go look at this Blue Devils defense, man, they just get after you. Three sacks, eight tackles for loss. As I said, the aforementioned interception. So they just really came out and had a really dominant performance against the NC State team that a lot of people thought that this game could go either way with no Riley Leonard. I should have gone full B-Rabbit and just taken away you Duke Trubia as well. Did it. You should have Duke and this team. And should that. have. I should have I left you with absolutely nothing where you had to choose a Wake Forest player for like the best right. thing. I should have just left you with absolutely nothing. Yeah. But you are right. Duke is the other one. Man, just a nice performance from a team without a really good starting quarterback. Yes. That defense, you talk about looking ahead at the schedule. North Carolina... They've got an easier month this upcoming month, the rest of the three games that they have. And then after that, that's when the schedule starts to get a little tougher. 
But, man, that Duke-North Carolina game, whoo, buddy. That is going to be a lot of fun with North Carolina not scoring anything less than 30. Yeah. And Duke's defense, which is 110,000% legit. I can't wait for that matchup at the end of the season. All right, biggest local loser. I'll start it out. My Demon Deeks, man. Listen, you go up to Blacksburg, 262 yards of offense, 19 rushing yards. And Coach Clawson, after the game, from those uh, quotes that he had, he just sounds like a man at a loss for words with this program as far as where they're headed. Mitch Griffiths, 77 yards passing, an interception, turnovers. Kern comes in there. Michael Kern comes in, 166 yards, but the offense just not moving. Taylor Morin has a big drop in the back of the end zone that maybe could have changed the face of that game. They give up 462 total yards in that game. And uh, the Deeks, man, just struggling right now. I don't see where the wins are going to come from looking at the rest of this schedule. If this offense is going to continue to play that way, I mean, I would be remiss not to bring up the fact that the Wake Forest offensive line surrendered seven sacks and 14 tackles for losses. I would be crying in my locker if I had if we had that kind of game because I would know what practice is about to look like after you get beat down like that. They can't block anybody. Just not dynamic at the quarterback position. Wake's going to have to hit the portal in a major way. I wish I'd hit the lottery because I would be out there throwing bags around like the Joker in the first <laughs> Batman, Jack Nicholson on the float, just throwing money around the city, telling the high school recruits to line up to come to win. Look, there are two teams to choose from locally. <laughs> if you just want to go within the conference, right? I don't know how local Louisville is, but they're in the ACC. We yes. could be going with Louisville, and I think that would make some sense. But I still think it's even Wake Forest because, yeah, I understand, right? Louisville, they lose to Pittsburgh. That's a bad loss. Pittsburgh has been absolutely awful this entire season. You're transitioning to a different quarterback, so they even have some new to deal with in Pittsburgh and that offense only puts up 21 points against the Panthers the rushing attack they did not have nearly the type of day that they have had before with a guy like Jawar Jordan Jake Plummer threw for Jack Plummer excuse me sorry Jake the Snake (laughs) but Jack Plummer threw for 350 but those couple of interceptions that's going to hurt you that's a bad loss all that to say they're still six and one and ranked okay Wake Forest is winless in the conference their only win that they have against a Power 5 opponent is Vanderbilt, and that was the second game against in, in the season. Wake Forest has Pittsburgh on the other side. Now, maybe the Panthers have this letdown after an emotional win, which I would say it's an emotional win to beat a top 25 team the way that they are playing. But, man, Wake Forest, Mitch Griffiths, I don't know how much you can believe in them. And I did. I, I just took it for granted. This is what Wake Forest does. They have a really good quarterback, and then they move on, and then they bring in another really good quarterback. I don't know about first-round pick, but somebody that is going to be very respectable. But, man, I was shocked to go to our lovely website and PFF.com, <laughs> go to the college football rankings, and Wes C. before this game, he was in the 250s? He's been that bad. Yeah. College, and that's, you play even somewhat average. You're going to get a decent rank. And he has not been playing very well. So I, that's that's the biggest disappointment for me in really the first six games or so of ACC teams. It's watching Wake Forest struggle as much as they have. All right, really quick. I know we're up against it. I give you my biggest national winner and loser. My biggest national winner, uh, I'm going to go 
individual and a team, the Washington Huskies. Michael Penix comes out there. I think now he is the Heisman front runner with the gain that he had, 302 yards, four touchdowns through the go-ahead touchdown in that football game with 138 left before Oregon missed the kick. Dan Lanning has taken a lot of flight for uh, some of the coaching decisions made late in that game. And my biggest loser, as I said in the rundown, I would never, ever, 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 ever word to Chris Tucker Uh-oh. say that anybody will win the Heisman Trophy back-to-back seasons ever again. Caleb Williams has made me lose all hope in a back-to-back Heisman winner after his three-interception performance in South Bend. No, it was a bad one, no doubt about it. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. I mean, with the scene, Washington, it was lit. Michael Penix, like, come on. That, that's the biggest winner. Anything else would just be fabricated, so I can't do that to you. I do have one other contender for Biggest Loser. Okay. What about Colorado? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. starting to wear off a little bit. <laughs> I, don't think it's, I don't think it's too fair. Like, I still feel a little dirty mentioning their name as Biggest Loser because we had a lot of hope for them after their first game. But remember coming into this season, there were lots of three win predictions, but man, you can't drop that kind of deficit. You can't. And then allow no. what was it like 200 and what, what almost 300 yards receiving to the, to Stanford's number one receiver late on Friday night. I actually was checking my updates and watching that game, even going into like two, uh, two AM on the East coast because of Colorado allowing Stanford to come back in it. Just the way that they lost yeah, man, Colorado, big old loser this weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I recorded the rest of that game because I fell asleep on it. I woke up, was shocked that they lost the game, watched the rest of it from about mid-fourth quarter. How they allowed that kid, I forget what his name was, Ooh. from Stanford that had uh, 13 catches for 290 yards, to continually, the second half, to continually catch <laughs> slants over and over and over and over again. I could keep saying over into the next break, but I won't do that. <laughs> Coming back, we're going to get back into more Carolina Panthers business. Did Scott Fitterer get it all wrong? That and more on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.